Let's talk about the deportation flights to Jamaica. Let's also discuss the financial impact of the pandemic. What about the government's plans to give away free vitamin D? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Anger and hatred are signs of weakness, while compassion is a sure sign of strength. The Dalai Lama. So today I want to start off by congratulating BBC's Young Jazz Musician 2020. He's from Hackney. His name's Deshell, not Deshell, Des Chanel Gordon. Um, he's a 22-year-old pianist. So um, yeah, I had to definitely big him up. I do like a bit of jazz, um, so I'll definitely be looking out for his stuff moving forward. But yeah, congratulations to him. And sorry for mispronouncing your name if I have Des Chanel. Okay, also, um, Errol Brown, MBE, um, he was the front man for Hot Chocolate. Um, he had like worldwide hits uh, over more than 50 countries worldwide. Um, famous for his song, um, You Sexy Thing. Um, and yeah, he, he has been given a plaque, um, a black plaque. Um, and yeah, this is, well, well deserved. You know, he, he, should have, he should have had some kind of um, plaque or something like that before. Because, uh, you know, growing up, that, you know, those songs like You Sexy Thing, there's a few other ones that don't come to mind at the moment, but um, he was definitely uh, part of the soundtrack of growing up in East London. So, um, so yeah, hats off to him. And hopefully, like I said before, hopefully they turn that one into a blue plaque as well. Um, and, memor you know, memorabilia for generations to come and other musicians to come, etc. So big thing this weekend for me, um, I do like my boxing and Mike Tyson's um, doing a exhibition bout with Roy Jones Jr. Bit disappointed that they've said that um, no knockouts are allowed. I'm hoping that, you know, Mike Tyson and Roy, Jr., Roy Jones Jr. Um, kind of forget that rule and they just get really stuck in and they just have a fight. But then on the other hand, they are quite old now, you know, they, they, so I don't want anybody to get hurt, on the other hand. But, um, but yeah, you know, growing up on, on Mike Tyson, you don't want to see Mike Tyson um, with any restrictions. You want to see the old Mike Tyson. So this is why I've paid for the fight today. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But either way, it's going to be entertaining. It's definitely going to be entertaining. So what's not so entertaining is this new situation we're going to be in from December the 2nd. Um, they've put out their new tier systems, um, one, two, and three. And it looks like 99% of the UK is in tier two. Um, and tier two has got loads of different, loads of different things. As, as, confusion as, as confusing as usual. Um, so pretty much it's, I mean, you're going to have to look this up yourself because there's loads of different things to it. But some of the things I can remember is um, you can meet people within your support bubble, who are in your support bubble, you can meet them inside. Um, and you can also, they can also stay overnight if they're in your support bubble. Um, you've got to avoid traveling to, into tier three areas. Like, so if you're in London, you can't go to places, I think like Birmingham and Manchester, I think they're in tier three. Um, work from home, pubs are open again, 
Last order was at 10 now, and the pub's got to be closed by 11. Great news for me. The gyms are open, the, the pools are back open, leisure facilities, etc. So I'm going to get straight back in and, and get my fitness back up to scratch. Um, uh, sports stuff going to be open again, so the gra grassroots stuff, indoor and outdoor, um, should be able to happen again. Um, places of worship are open. Um, weddings, I think weddings have been consistently, weddings and funerals, you've consistently been able to do those. So you've got uh, 15 people can attend a wedding, 30 people can attend funerals. Um, but here's the, here's the Christmas cracker. From the 23rd to the 27th, there's going to be some new changes for that, just for that period of time. And you can have a Christmas bubble where you can have uh, two, two households uh, mixing. So it's all, it's all getting a bit complicated. I'm not sure how effective all of this is going to be if we're trying to keep down uh, cases of people getting ill and this R rate that they speak about. Um, but we'll have to see. I think it's going to be as effective as um, August eat out to help out incentive. You know, you judge yourself how, how effective that was. But um, I think it's going to be as effective as that. But either way, look, I, I, I just say people just need to be safe, you know, and, and we just have to find a way to enjoy our Christmas the best way, you know, without getting in trouble and getting any fines or whatever. Just do what you need to do and be safe, you know. I think everybody, I think everybody's going to do that anyway, to be fair, because the, 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 it's quite complicated. But yeah, check, check, check out what the rules really are. Don't take it from me. Go and check it all out. So some people that are definitely not happy with it either way, and I'm pretty sure they won't be listening to anything the government says, are those people that was on that anti-lockdown march today, which started out at King's Cross, ended up in um, central London. I think they had around 150 arrests there. So, like I said, I don't think um, any of those rules will apply to them, you know, in their mind. So, so yeah, um, I think because I think marches are actually banned through lockdown. This particular window, I don't know if that's going to be the same after December the second, but I know up until December the second, you're actually banned from doing um, marches, which is which is a bizarre a bizarre state of affairs, to be fair. But um, yeah, on a on a on a more historical note, and a more um, well, everything's historical about this year. But the impact of um, the coronavirus this year um, has been like you know no other as far as the economy and stuff like that's concerned. So, so apparently we, in regards to GDP, um, we're like below, we're eleven point three percent below um, the G GDP. So. What they're saying is you have to go back as far as 1709 to see anything that is vaguely similar to that kind of um, uh, um, number, you know. Um, so basically, what, what are the numbers they said? So 2000, I think, so at the moment we're at minus 11%. In 2009, we were um, 4%, and uh, minus, sorry, minus 4%. And then uh, Black Wednesday, 1992, um, we were, you know, that was nowhere near 11%. The recession of the 1970s and 1980s, World War One, World War Two, even the um, demobilization of 1921 didn't even come close 
to where we are now financially. Um, and like I said, we have to go all the way back to the great frost of 1709 to see anything close to minus 11% GDP. So what we're going into this year coming, 2021, is going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed, you know. Um, but there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows. And, and But I think, I think we just have to all just support each other and just be mindful, I suppose, that, you know, some people are financially, it's, it's going to hit a lot of people really hard, you know, especially if you, you, you happen to lose your job between now and then and, you know, or throughout the years, you know, things are going to get really hard for people. So we just have to support, support, look out for, you know, our nearest and dearest and, and friends and stuff. So that's all we can do and try to hold each other up. So um, also some, some good news, though, um, something that I always talk about is, is this vitamin D. You know, I'm, I'm a big advocate for taking vitamin D, um, especially once you know your vitamin D levels, which you do via blood tests. But they are now looking to give, give vitamin D away free, um, uh, deliver it free to care homes um, and vulnerable groups, um, which is... I think it's really important. This can only be a plus. Um, so, but I, I do, I mean, obviously they're going to give it to care homes and such and, and vulnerable groups. But I do think if you look on the NHS website, it shows you the groups in the UK that are also um, at high risk of, of vitamin D deficiency. And I think you should, the government should be giving those people free as well because they're vulnerable, you know. Um, obviously the, the experts... Um, are still questioning whether it reduces the risk um, or, or the severity of um, coronavirus, if you catch it. But there's no doubt that vitamin D having, you know, normal levels, the correct levels, helps. It's necessary for a healthy immune system. There's no doubts about that. So if, you, if we're giving them away, I think we should give them to the vulnerable people, definitely. And people who, who are prone to deficiency, I've, as I've said before, I think people with who are prone to deficiency should um, be given tests, ASAP, blood tests, ASAP, so that they can get their levels up. Um, and, you know, people who are highly melanated, you know, black people, um, we know that our skin does block the sun. And in the UK, we're definitely in a short, short supply of the sun. So, you know, it's kind of a double whammy for us specifically. So we should definitely get those free supplements. I mean, vitamin D supplements are not that expensive anyway. But, um, but if we're talking about looking after, you know, British people that, you know, that are affected, uh, black people should be definitely on the list for sure. Um, so sadly, we've had one uh, murder um, in the last seven days. Um, last Sunday, um, a young man, Terrell Davis, age 27, fatally stabbed him in in um, Brixton Hill. So another life um, taken way too early. Um, you know, my heart goes out, heart's prayers go out to him and his family. Um, it turns out that this is the, also the younger brother of the Atlanta rapper 21 Savage, um, who, you know, obviously he said he's, he's, um, he's heartfelt thoughts um, via Instagram. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's just sad, you know, and it's a pity that we have to speak about it so frequently. But, um, 
but yeah, so thoughts go out to him and his family. Um, so in regards to there's, I was going to say wind rush, but I think there is some wind rush elements to this situation. So Tandy Newton, uh, Naomi Campbell, um, Naomi Harris, the actress, also put their name to an open letter um, urging um, specific uh, um, ear providers um, to not partake in helping to deport um, some Jamaicans that are going... I think there's about... Yeah, some Jamaicans that are being deported um, on the 2nd of December. So basically, they've done this open letter. A few people have signed up for it. Even David Olasoga, he's also signed up to it. Um, basically, just asking the CEOs of these companies like um, TUI and um, is it Ev Evelope Airlines, Titan Airways, Carlson, Wagley, a few of them, basically, um, to not uh, partake in, in deporting these people because they feel it's unjust. So part of their letter says, um, uh, we're writing to ask you to decline... To, to decline to operate the flights on the 2nd of December uh, and pause the operation of deportation flights to Commonwealth countries for the foreseeable future. There are a number of important reasons why such flights are wholly inappropriate at this time and risk unlawful and wrongful removal of people who have the right to remain in the UK. So it's a, it's a big thing, you know, obviously it, there's a, it's a... It's a deeper situation, but, um, but it seems like these this deportation is kind of being rushed through, and you know, no doubt there'll be some people that maybe they've they've committed some heinous crimes, um, but then there'll be others that haven't. I mean, I was listening to David Lammy today on on LBC, and he was speaking to somebody from the deportation center, and he he had I think he'd been his first offense he had been um, done for. Um, uh, drug, he got a drug sentence. Um, I think he'd done four years. Um, but he he was talking about he has no family in Jamaica. They're trying to deport him to Jamaica. He's got no family in Jamaica. He's got no money. And they're pretty much going to be um, dropping him off there. And when he gets off the plane, he, he, he doesn't even know where he's going. So it's not any... And he was, went to school here. You know, he came here as a, as a young child. Um, so, yeah, this, there, there's definitely some some questions um, as to what's going on here. But um, hopefully um, the, the airlines listen and they, you know, find another way to deal with this. Um, and it gives a little bit more time for maybe people to put in appeals, to look into the cases a bit deeper. But like I said, there's definitely going to be some people on that flight that possibly not appropriate for being deported at all, you know. So hope that that all goes well for them, to be fair. Um, I there's a sh show coming on a documentary in regards to um, Anton Ferdinand, um, who who's speaking about you know he's carried a burden for the past nine years. He says um, where, he, where he's been scared. He used to get bullets coming through the post, missiles thrown at his mum's house. Um, in regards to uh, he had these the racial situation with um, John Terry where John Terry was found guilty of using abusive language towards him um, and was fined £220,000 and banned for four matches by the FA. Um, even though um, a court previously found him not guilty, not guilty, bizarrely. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm really interested in seeing that. It's coming on, on BBC on Monday, the 30th, 
Um, so I'll definitely be watching that. Um, but yeah, should be an invi- in, insightful insightful account of, of what happened. But yeah, definitely shouldn't be happening. You know, I mean, just the fact people sending bullets, like, come on, man. This is a, somebody who, this is a victim of abuse and then you're going to send things to scare this man to death. You know, this, this, what can I say? This is England, you know, this is England. These are the things that happen, but we need to, we need to get on top of it and, um, yeah, just ensure these these things don't happen, man. You know, the the British people should be should be coming around British people who are victims of crime, you know, and he's obviously a victim of crime, you know, and we shouldn't be adding to it. So we really need to look in the mirror and ask ourselves why, why are we behaving like this and, and why are we doing things like that. Also, some people that need to look at their self and check what they're doing are the Paris police. Um, the police officers have recently been suspended over the beating of Mikhail Zekla, um, a young um, uh, artist who was, was captured on CCTV, luckily. Um, and basically he was being beaten with truncheons, um, racially abused. Um, I mean, they ended up, I mean, well, basically, when you watch the video, you can see the police are trying to get get him out of the property, a house or a studio, um, and he, he wouldn't come. He was, he was trying to hold his own, and then his friends were able to get him away from the police and close the door. And it looks like the police then threw like one of them smoke bomb flash flares into the house. So smoke started coming out first of all, and then it started to flash. Obviously, them, them things are made to make you panic and such, and everybody eventually came out of the house. But um, they were arrested and no charges were, were made and they were let go. Um, and since then, uh, people are wanting to, obviously, they've been circulating the image of the police officers, etc. And I think the French government are trying to stop uh, putting laws in place to stop the images um, being shown. So that sparked nationwide um, protests, etc. Even the French footballers have come out and spoken about it. Kylian um, Mbappe um, and Benjamin Mendy have come out and um, you know in, in disgust about what's happening in France and whatnot. So so it's not just in the UK. You know these these things. Well, we know it's not just in the UK, but these these things are happening all over. But I think it's important that we're we're aware. You know, because sometimes we can feel like it's. It's, we know we're in a bubble and it's just happening here or it's just happening in America, but it's, it's happening all over and we just need to get on top of it, you know. Um, nobody, nobody deserves, you know, abuse like that. Or, or, and I think it, it all came about because he was seen walking on the street without um, his mask. And in France, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to walk around without a mask. Um, so that's what prompted them to even be trying to arrest him. But... The proof's in the pudding, man. The fact that he, they didn't press any charges, you know, um, and let him go, is that, 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 that says it all. Um, but, you know, where, where does the need for racial abuse come into it? Where, you know, uh, anyway, you know, we know how it goes, um, but it needs to stop and hopefully he'll get some justice off of the back of that. I believe he's pressing charges and stuff as well. So, so um, something else has come up um, since uh, this year, the pandemic, has, has kicked off. Um, there's been concerns about um, FGM, um, female mutant, f- female genital mutilation. Um, the the reporting of it has has gone down basically. 
So there's been some concerns about that. Um, and, you know, people are, well, people that are, are, are looking at that are saying that it's, it's through um, maybe delays, um, lockdown, closures to various services and things like that. But the numbers have fallen by more than a third compared to the same period in 2019. So there are some concerns about that. So, um, yeah, gen genital mutilation is, is, a, is a, I think it's a cultural thing. Um, and, yeah, it's, um, it's illegal, you know. That's the long and short of it. It's illegal, you know. So any time you hear, and it's kind of something that's kind of kept quiet and stuff like that. So whenever you hear those numbers going down, we'd like to think that the numbers are going down because it's not happening. And hopefully it turns out that that's the truth. But if it's not, um, yeah, we, it needs to be looked into. You know, because there are many victims, and those, you know, that the young girls that have to deal with that have to, you know, they live with that for life. You know, um, so yeah, so hopefully that gets addressed um, sooner rather than later. Um, continued uh, report. I think I spoke about this a couple of weeks back as well about um, black women being at the highest risk of um, death during childbirth. Um, but what's come to light is that the NHS has no targets to end it. You know, um, that's what a government report has said recently. So uh, that is something that the Joint Committee of Human Rights um, have, you know, obviously highlighted. And hopefully it's something that they can kind of force the NHS to kind of have some targets to address it because it's common knowledge that it happens. And it, to me, it's a bit bizarre that there aren't any um, targets to end it. But I think after, you know, like I said, the humans, human rights people have um, kind of highlighted it, I think things will change for sure. But definitely something has to be done about that. Um, and it's for me personally, it's only, I, I didn't even have a clue about that sort of stuff until this year. So much things have come to light that have just been below the radar you know, for so many years, but now we know um, we have to speak about these things and um, and keep them in the forefront, you know, keep them in the forefront of everyone's mind. So um, something that I've I've watched an interview, um, I think it was in 2016, interview with the founders of the hashtag um, Black Lives Matter. Um, the founders, for those that don't know, is three black women, um, Alicia Garza, Garzea, uh, Patrice Colors, and Opal Tomete. Um, so I, I watched that interview, um, and I do. I'm, I'm wondering why I haven't, why there hasn't been any. Well, there might be, but I haven't seen any interviews with them in 2020. You know, I, I'm, you know, they, they've they've been um, kind of out of the way. So I really look forward to hearing this perspective. You know, on on what's gone on since. Well, throughout 2020. Um, and yeah, beyond what's on their website, because I know what's on their website and I know some people are not happy with some of the things that I said on there. Some people are cool with it. But I'd just like to hear their perspective, you know, on, on everything that's gone on. So I will definitely be looking out for that interview. And if I do find it, I'll definitely um, be speaking about it. Um, so in regards to other things that are happening in the UK, bird flu has it seemed to be making a slight comeback in the UK. So um, they've, they've noted that um, there's been a lot more swan deaths um, recently. 
um, and swans have been seen like spinning in circles with um, bleeding from their nostrils and things like that. So I'm not sure what, how that's happening or why that's happening. Um, but they, they have said that um, there's no, well, they haven't said there's no issues um, related to humans, but they've said there's, there's, a, it's, there's a low chance of anything crossing over into humans. I'd much prefer if they said there was no chance, but they've said there's a low chance. Um, but they have emphasised that we do need to cook our meat properly, our chicken specifically properly, um, and also, you know, our eggs as well, if you eat eggs as well, you know, to cook these things properly. So in case there are anything that cross-contaminates and whatnot, because that's the last thing we need is um, people being affected by food on top of this whole corona situation. So, yeah, definitely cook your food properly. I'm, I'm sure that will go for the turkeys as well over Christmas. Make sure you cook them thoroughly. Don't be having no medium-rare chicken. Um, that won't be a good look. So this week, a couple of shows that I've watched this week, it's been, there's been a few things. I haven't even got to watch all the things that I really want to watch. But um, I did watch Is COVID Racist, which was presented by Ronks Ikaira. And I know I've pronounced that surname wrong, but Ronks is R-O-N-X. Um, Dr. Ronks, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you type that in, you'll, you'll get that up. But anyway, she done a hard-hitting investigation um, asking why many blacks and Asians and minority ethnic um, colleagues have died from um, COVID-19. So, yeah, it was a really, really good insight. Um, and she, 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 she dug deep on it. I think, to be fair, she dug deep in it, but I think she could have went a bit deeper. To be fair, I'll, I'll let you guys judge, you know, but definitely you can catch that on, I think it was on BBC One. Yeah, I believe it was on BBC One. So that's definitely worth a look. Uh, also, I on Sky News, one of the Sky News shows, there was um, Race and Revolution, Will Britain Change? This was really interesting. It was about an hour long. Um, so it's basically talking about, you know, since for the past, um, over this past six months, um, has anything really changed in Britain, you know? Um, to me personally, I, it does feel like things are kind of slowing down, like um, they kind of hit a peak and now things are, yeah, things just feel like they've slowed down and I, I think we should keep, keep the momentum going, you know, and keep things in the forefront. I mean, the fact that these shows are still happening and coming on it is really good. But, um, may, you know, maybe it's because it's winter. Maybe because things are getting a bit colder and the restrictions and the lockdown. But um, it doesn't stop us talking about and having, you know, productive, you know, forward-thinking conversations, you know, with each other and, and, and planning for the new year. Because, you know, like I said, this isn't stuff that should stop and it shouldn't slow down either. If anything, it should be, it should be coming more. You know, but it was a really good show, and they had a, a good mixture uh, panel, um, and yeah, came up with a few things. Lord Lord Woolley spoke about uh, the majority of uh, people using drugs in the UK are white people, but the majority of black people um, are being convicted of drug-related offences. So he spoke about that. They spoke about um, decolonizing the curriculum, which I've spoken about before. Um, and also Chi Chi um, is, she, she, she's the woman who has the black 
um, orchestra. So Chi-Chi spoke about reimbursing all African Caribbean employees, um, basically the tax contributions they made um, due to, during their working lives that was paid to um, slave families, slave-owning families. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It's definitely a, a good watch, and I'm glad that they're still doing those, those shows and asking those questions and poignant questions. I watched a, like a, I think it's a 20-minute um, show on Instagram, um, on Dave Chappelle's channel, um, called Unforgiven. So basically, he's speaking about, it's really a heartfelt um, uh, piece that he did on there. But um, he spoke about um, a bad deal that he signed um, when he was young. Um, and that, th that deal basically meant that his classic body of work called um, the, the Chappelle Show, he doesn't get paid for it. And I didn't, I didn't realise he, he didn't get paid for it. I remember he, he refused, like, I don't know, 80 million or 50 million a few years back. But I didn't realise that he had, you know, signed away all his rights to the Chappelle Show. Um, but basically, he, he kind of put it, encapsulated it in a story um, in the way that he does. You know, he, like I said, he's a really intelligent comedian, but um, he really he put the story together and, he, you know, he's not happy. You know, he understands that legally um, he shouldn't have, sorry, legally he doesn't have a foot to stand on, but morally, um, it's like, how could they do that to him? So I definitely... Uh, recommend having a look at that it kind, it kind of felt like a me too moment is, a, is about to begin but in regards to the entertainment industry and bad contracts you know rather than any sexual stuff but yeah definitely worth a watch yeah, definitely worth a watch and this year uh the mobos is back and they've been off for two years um what a year to come back though for sure, what a year to come back. But they're still doing it. Um, obviously, it's going to not be the same as it was before. But they've got a 90-minute ceremony, which will be broadcast on the 9th of December, 7 o'clock, on YouTube. Um, and I believe it's going to be on BBC afterwards as well. Uh, but don't quote me on that. I'll have to check that. But yeah, but it's definitely on, on um, YouTube at seven o'clock on the ninth. It's going to be hosted by uh, Maya Jammer and the comedian Chunks. He's a YouTuber. Um, and the rapper Nines is, uh, he's kind of the fourth, he's, he's like the front runner at the moment. He's got about five nominations. Um, but yeah, it should be a good show. It should be a good show. I mean, they, like I said, they've been away for a couple of years. So it will be, um, I'm sure they're going to put their all into this. And I think, what was it, the, the Grime Daily one earlier on in the year was really, really good, the way they did that online. So I'm sure the mobile people are looking to top that, you know, at least. Um, so, yeah, look out for that. That'd be good. Um, so this weekend, we've got the third instalment from Steve McQueen's um, Small Axe um, series. So, and this one's uh, Red, White and Blue. Um, story, the story, true story this one's definitely a true story unlike Lover's Rock which I'm sure was fiction um, yeah so this one is the true story of Leroy Logan um, who, who you know he, he gave up his job as a scientist um, and he wanted to change racial, racial attitudes uh, within the police force and he joined the force so it's going to be interesting to hear his story so I, I didn't, don't know his story at all 
Um, obviously, I know the man, and I've, he's always on the TV, um, you know, speaking about various um, things that affect us. So it'd be really interesting to hear his story. And I, I, I mean, I think Steve McQueen has, he has um, got a, uh, yeah, people were not happy. Some people were really not happy <laughs> with, with um, the Lover's Rock um, episode last week. Um, but I, yeah, I think I, think I might, may have to do a podcast on, on my thoughts around the whole thing. But it was definitely interesting. It definitely sparked a lot of conversation. And for some people, it sparked a lot of emotion as well, um, which was really interesting. Um, okay, so this week I've been asked to talk, not talk, sorry, to um, recommend um, this book for our younger, well, I say our younger people. I think the book's really directed at like nine to 12-year-olds. But at the end of the day, you know, we can all learn something from these books. But the book's called Timelines from Black History by Morel Harper. So in this book, um, she delves into the, into the unique and inspiring timeline spanning um, black history from important events, incredible black people who have changed the world. So definitely a good read, um, maybe something to put in the stocking for, for our young people. Um, and yeah, so definitely check that book out for sure. Um, and also, I think they've now completed their quota of 30... And black plaques um, around the around the UK. So, but if you go onto their website, they have they actually have a website, the Black Plaque Project. Um, it's blackplaqueproject.com, and then you can have a read up on all of the plaques that they've put up and kind of follow their their movement. Um, so, but basically, if you don't know about the Black Plaque, black plaque Project. Um, it's an initiative by the Nubian Jack Community Trust and it aims to temporarily champion these heroes um, in the hope that they can gain support from the wider community to champion them permanently by turning the black plaques blue. So, yeah, definitely check that out and, you know, support them where you can. Support them where you can, for sure. So, we are in 2020. We're gaining to Christmas. We've got some new rules and tears that are bringing tears to many people um but we are resilient we're resilient people we'll always find a way you know to make things work um it is the season to you know to be around family and you know share share time food and you know everything everything that christmas is um but you know, we just have to just make the best out of a challenging situation. That's what we can do. Make the best out of a challenging situation. But as I always say, there are many opportunities out there for us. Many, many, many opportunities. This isn't all doom and gloom. It's challenging, yes. 100% is challenging, you know. But life is challenging, you know. Just, just by breathing, it's challenging. When we were born, you know, that was challenging for our mothers. You know, ask any mother, she'll tell you, childbirth was challenging, yeah? In our first couple of months of life, we were trying to learn how to walk. That was challenging. It meant falling over a lot before we could walk, you know? Before we could speak, you know, when we wanted food, 
We had to cry a certain way. When we wanted our nappy changed, we had to cry a different way because we didn't have language. That was challenging. Not that I can remember it. But I think you get the drift. Life is challenging, regardless, you know. From the cradle to the grave is challenging. It's part of life. So we can focus on the challenges or we can work around the challenges and find a way forward. And as human beings, we have that innate ability to find our way around challenges. It's what we do as human beings. So let's more focus on that more than anything else. And let's uplift the people around us who are feeling low, you know. Um, let's, let's, let's be supportive to each other. Let's, be, let's just be nice to each other, you know. It's, it's that time of the year, you know, we're all going through this thing together. There ain't nobody on the planet that's not going through this, what we are all going through. So let's hold each other up high and be nice to each other. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me on the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.